B-Pod Studios. Video games. Yes, you can! Comic books. Nothing is impossible. Sci-fi. Just anime. Do it! If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it. What are you waiting for? This is Nerd Radio. Make your dreams come true! Welcome, everybody, to this week's Nerd Radio on your social media at Nerd Radio 101. And, of course, wherever you get in your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network. My name is Chuck Bean. I am joined at home over the Internet, as usual, by my co-host, James. Hello, hello. And Mr. Al Beck. I'm here. And you're a mister this week, so congratulations. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Like, what, as opposed to what? <laughs> we usually think of you as a mistress, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you your manhood back today yeah you're right exactly <laughs> thanks uh, we've, we've got i'm not sure i've earned it though that's the problem <laughs> mm, i'll just take it <laughs> that's, yeah that's what she said had to slip but that's what she I said did. In there, he yeah. wishes yeah. oh he has his ones on still i thought he took him off no i've still got him on all right well we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week of course may the 4th was just a couple of days ago, earlier this week. So we've got some Star Wars stuff to talk to. I know, James, you've been playing a particular video game you were super hyped for. Yes. Yes. What, uh, I want to hear what, what your review of that was. And I tried out some games over the week, too, that I've got some stuff to talk about. So let's get rolling. How was everyone's May the 4th? Of course, it is uh, Star Wars uh, Day, because May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. And Revenge of the 5th. Do you either of you guys know how do you celebrate either of those differently? Like, do you just do Jedi on the fourth and then the Sith on the fifth? Like, what is that? I mean, me personally, I just post up pictures of me dressed in Star Wars characters wearing man thongs uh, to celebrate both days. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a festive way to honor both occasions, uh, whether you want to be Sith specific on the fifth. That's fine. But I post them all. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't differentiate the two. I think it's Revenge of the Sith. Is more so like, oh, sh- what? I forgot yesterday was May the 4th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me make up an excuse to yeah. have Star Wars fun today. Yeah. Which, no judgment. I did nothing for May the 4th. I really, I did, I did nothing. I didn't watch How anything. I mean, I could just to be a troll, I could say I watched Star Trek. I didn't even do that. <laughs> How is it that? I'm the bad Star Wars fan. I'm the one that liked The Last Jedi, but I'm the only one of us that celebrated May the 4th by pulling up Disney Plus and checking out some Star Wars stuff. I don't know. Well, that might be because you were the only one who had time because I was at work for about 12 hours that day. That is fair. I had plenty of time. I just didn't do anything. Well, they released uh, The uh, Rise of Skywalker, which I did not watch because I wasn't a huge fan of that particular movie, but the first episode of that Mandalorian uh, making of series mm. is up there and it is delightful. The first uh, episode is about all the directors. So you get to see John Favreau and Taika Waititi and uh, the other directors all interacting and on the set. And uh, it looked it, you get a real sense that everybody involved in it are huge star Wars nerds. Like they all had the figures when they were little kids and went and saw the movies a dozen times. It was really cool. I, I recommend it for sure. That's cool. But yeah, it is cool. I think you can tell when you watch The Mandalorian that it has been put together by people who give a crap about Star Wars and enjoy the universe. Sure, yeah. So Yeah, and you get to see um Dave Filoni, who was an animator that worked on the Clone Wars and stuff like that. Like he's kind of the linchpin of it because he is such 
a giant Star Wars fan. Like there's a point where he's telling John Favreau something about the stormtrooper helmets and John Favreau's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That is a way deep cut for me. Wow. Hmm. So that's really cool to see that it was, I was not, uh, I knew the name Dave Filoni, but I hadn't actually seen him and I didn't know what a giant Star Wars fan is, but I know that uh, Mike Pandoff, who's been on the show, who's mm-hmm. also a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. He absolutely loves the guy. And I got the feeling that like, if we ever talk to Dave Filoni, we need to have Mike Pandoff in here just so we can watch him awkwardly have a nerd boner <laughs> over the fact that oh my god oh my god it's that guy that makes the thing i like dude your lightsaber's out uh, Ooh, awkward nerd boner alert awkward nerd boner alert <laughs> right right uh they released some star wars uh news on star wars day as well one of the uh bits of news is that taika waititi of thor ragnarok and what we do in the shadows has been uh going to be writing and directing or co-writing and directing the next star wars movie what's your guys thoughts on this I don't have many thoughts. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see where we go now that we have wrapped up the Skywalker saga and we're moving past that. So I don't really have any expectations. I mean, there's a possibility that I don't have any, you know, nostalgia feelings that can be hurt this time. I don't know. I, I I'm really going into it with an open mind, I think, because it's they're not playing in my sandbox anymore, so to speak, even though it is in the Star Wars universe. You know what I mean? And he directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian, didn't he? Yep. But he obviously knows the Star Wars universe. So, I mean, that's a good thing. And, you know, I didn't hate any of the movies he he did for Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he said Thor Ragnarok. I thought that they did. That was a decent uh, a flick. He does a great job voicing that droid. So I'm just. I think he'll do fine as a director. I'm more interested in what story are they going to tell? Like, what characters are we going to see? What are we going to learn about? Yeah. Um, uh, is it going to be a continuation of some of the characters we saw in The Rise of Skywalker? Like, is it going to be that that sexy rocketeer chick that yeah, you, you can tell was banging Poe? Babu Frick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see me, uh, some more Babu Frick. That's my baby Yoda. It's Babu Frick. <laughs> He's the rebellious, dangerous child. You know? He's the child that's seen some shit. Oh. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I think it's strange that Taika Waititi is like this million dollar director child now that after he, he did Thor Ragnarok and everyone was like, holy crap, that was great. So they tagged him for the Mandalorian. And it's not like his any of his work has been disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm obviously a huge fan of what we do in the shadows, the movie and the series, which he had a part in the movie and directed a couple episodes of the series. But it seems like to me, at least eventually he's going to do something that's not beloved by everybody. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not looking forward to when everybody's like, yeah, remember we thought he was cool. Now he sucks. I'm like, no, I still think he's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah but I mean, that's going to happen. There's nothing you can do. That's just, you know, toxic trolls. Yeah. That's, that's bound to happen regardless. Yeah, well, but I do think I bet you the Mandalorian episode that he directed, I bet you they already had him in mind to do something in the Star Wars universe. And they're like, you know what? Let's see who's got the chops to do it. Throw him his Mandalorian episode mm-hmm. or two, see how he does. And then, yeah, obviously must have passed the test. Yeah. And I don't I can't think of too many of his things that I've that I've seen, but I, I thought everything he's done that I know of is good. I mean, I don't know which episode of the Mandalorian he directed, but I don't remember seeing a single bad episode of Mandalorian. So it's in there somewhere and mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah, You know, Thor Ragnarok was good. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite Marvel movies, but I think I'm in the minority there. I think most people like that movie more than I do. So I'm open. I'm open to seeing where we go with Star Wars. I'm just I'm kind of glad to be done with the Skywalker stuff. Just 
because it's been so stressful. <laughs> it really has. <laughs> Yeah, well, longtime listener Ghoul is definitely in your boat, Al. He was not a fan of uh, of Thor Ragnarok, but I think uh, I, I think he does enjoy some of Taika's other stuff. So I I'm hyped to see it. I agree with James. I thought his uh, his episode of The Mandalorian. I think he directed the finale. Mm, okay, so that's one of the most important episodes. They trusted him with that, right? That was one of the things from that uh, that that I'll spoil from that special about all the directors. One of the directors they got is Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And they gave her the episode with the uh, two-legged ATST and the, the village and everything like that. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, John, Fav- John Favreau said that they gave her that one because she was kind of a new director and would not know exactly how difficult it was going to be. It was going to be one of the most difficult episodes. So they're like, let's put it off on her because she won't understand how hard this job is. <laughs> So that when she gets done, she'll just be like, oh, that's just how this works. And they'll be like, whew, thank goodness. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Uh. While we're talking about the Mandalorian, though, baby Yoda cereal coming this summer. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I want some in my tummy. Yeah. Have you guys uh, like seen what this is going to look like? Because the picture of the box, it looks like essentially peanut butter crunch little corn balls Mm -hmm. and then little green marshmallows, which I think are supposed to be baby Yoda heads, but I'm going to imagine our frogs. Hmm. No, I'm baby Yoda heads for sure. Mm. I'm not yeah, crunching. No, crunching. Sweet. They sweetness of the baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. I, I do see from the photo, it's a general mills. So it may actually be good. I mean, like it's one of the, the big brands, you know, it's not like one of those buy a five pound bag for 12 cents brands, <laughs> you know? but uh, I'm the not cereal itself looks like a repurposed kicks. It does a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's see, I'm I think it's frogs because if frogs were marshmallow, then I would eat them too, much like baby Yoda. Hmm. So I'm in for that. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm really not in the cereal game. I haven't been in a long time, so probably will like not be sampling this. The first thing you picked out was it's general mills. Yeah. Like you've got a, a cereal hierarchy. Well, it's like, well, it's no cap and crunch. What? I know I <laughs> Work your way up to Kellogg's. Where's, <laughs> where's post land on that pyramid of cereal, Al? I got to tell you, I, there isn't much of a hierarchy. I was just glad to see it was a, it was a familiar name. <laughs> it, was, oh, okay. it was really all I was going for at that. Like who, I mean, I guess it is uh, Disney and Star Wars. So, I mean, they're not going to, they're not going slumming for their cereal, you know? Yeah. They're yeah, not they're doing not, the Walmart gonna, brand. Right. They're not going to keep out on it. That's for sure. Yeah. Give us the makers of Marshmallow Mateys, <laughs> which is an actual cereal. I uh, anyways, we all know Al's holding out until they come out with the Star Wars uh, Quaker Oats oatmeal. There we go. He's yeah. going to put his money into it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, I want the Mandalorian cut oats. <laughs> there we go. The Mandalorian cut oats. I'm in. I'm in for that. You're welcome, Disney. We had a story over on WRAF.com that there's a uh, thing going on right now called the All In Challenge that mm-hmm. a lot of celebrities are doing where they're raffling off different, uh, you know, unique experiences. The one on WRAF.com talked about the fact that Pearl Jam is in the All In uh, thing for uh, if you win the raffle mm-hmm. on your birthday, wherever Pearl Jam is playing, they will when when they can do concerts again, they'll fly you out and let you be part of the crew and help yeah. Eddie Vedder make the set list and all this cool stuff. Well, Chris Evans has jumped into the all-in challenge and says that uh, he's going to assemble the original Avengers minus Mark Ruffalo for a game night online. What's, what's Mark Ruffalo got going on? 
that's a good goddamn question. That was the first thing that popped into my head. I was like, wait, you got everyone but Mark Ruffalo. You got Jeremy Renner and Scarlett Johansson and Chris Hemsworth and Rob yeah. Downey Jr. But you could yeah, he, he's not showing up because he knows everybody's going to demand that he turn into the Hulk and he can't do it. <laughs> he's got performance anxiety. <laughs> he just can't become the Hulk. Yeah. Can't have somebody like just spray paint him green for a night. Yeah. That would be funny if he did join and he was just full body painted green and just like, hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. It's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. why. I don't know why. It's what could he possibly be doing? Everyone's doing nothing right now. Uh, that's kind of a bummer that he's not involved. But uh, but I, I like these all in challenge things, man. Like I like the the experiences they're offering. It, it It's a so it's a cool thing. It's raising money, you know, for. Uh, good causes and stuff like that. James is in a raffle for one. I'll let him tell you about that because that's pretty sweet. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I, I bought into the all-in raffle to get killed in the upcoming Jurassic Park movie with Chris Pratt. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I want to see you get yeah. eaten by a dinosaur. Dude, me too. I'm like, I'll be the first Oscar-winning dinosaur <laughs> death in the history of the Oscars. <laughs> like, I will sell the hell out of that dinosaur death. Yeah. It the will Oscar move people. Are, uh, Best best dramatic acting in a summer blockbuster goes to in a yeah in a prehistoric film yeah <laughs> in a prehistoric it's, it's got its own category <laughs> it's very very specific yeah. it's very niche yeah I mean it's gonna be tough you got a tough act to follow from the first movie when the dude on the can gets eaten I mean that is yeah. those are some big shoes to fill man so you got to figure out yeah. how to top it, getting eaten on the toilet well if he's got the colon to fill it Seinfeld what's that. Is no, Newman gets taken out by one of the spitters. Yeah, the, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Knight. He's leaving with the barbasol can with all the uh yep. with all the DNA in it. Stick, and then he slips stick, in the mud, he slips down the right. No wonder you're extinct. Yeah, then, and then the dinosaur's like <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right. Dead. No, it was Bobby, the it was the lawyer. The lawyer gets eaten on the toilet in the movie. Yeah. S- spoiler alert for a movie for nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Send all your angry treats to at Meltdown. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I wonder if he's ever gotten an angry tweet from Nerd Radio just confused as hell. (laughs) Anybody who's listening and if you have Twitter, just send an angry tweet to at Meltdown complaining about Jurassic Park spoilers. It's at Meltdown WRIF. You got to make sure you get it. Oh, thank you. There's somebody that's just got at Meltdown. It's a brand of some sort, like it's Meltdown hot dogs or something, and they just get angry nerd radio tweets yeah. all the time, and they have no idea what's happening. Yeah. No, what it would be would be some dude who's ready to have a meltdown, and then there'd be a shooting. Oh, yeah, right. Well, that took a dark turn. <laughs> Damn right it did. We're going right down Dark Avenue. <laughs> all right. Well, I got two questions about this thing. They say the winning entry is going to get to hang out with the Avengers for 40 minutes online and bring along two friends. And then maybe there'll be some games. So my first question is, if you got to hang out with the movie, you know, the, the actors that all played the Avengers, what would you want to ask them? What would you want to talk to them about? Can I see your boobs? <laughs> He's talking to Chris Hemsworth, by the way. <laughs> yes, sure Chris yes. Hemsworth would be <laughs> more than happy to show you his boobs. <laughs> Thank you for making it much more specific. Yeah. People are probably like, what a perv. He wants to see Scarlett Johansson's boobs. No, I'm talking about Chris Evans. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk in the Boston accent, too. God, I don't know, man. This is why I don't do interviews with people, because I don't I just don't care. I can't think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head that I want to ask any of the Avengers. 
except for maybe you can got, I have some money? Money? How much money they made? No. Can I have some money? Oh, I see. No, you don't want to ask him like, hey, how heavy is that Thor's hammer or Captain America's shield? No. Well, I guess we don't like to ask him. Yeah, no, I would I would want to ask him. But they played the Avengers for like a decade. They had to have read some comics. Like, what were the comics that they were that gravitated towards? And we're like, this is great. What if they read none? Yeah, they're like we just read the scripts, man. We're just paid to read the scripts. I would be severely disappointed. Mm. Well, the other question I had for you is Chris Evans said in the uh, Instagram video that uh, maybe they'd play some games, and he recommended Scategories, which is the most Captain America recommendation I could ever think of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a very safe game because like I would th- I would think that group playing something like Cards Against Humanity would be hilarious. Oh, dude. Yeah, because especially they start billing, spilling the dirt on other celebrities in Hollywood. Yeah. Some of, some of their friends. That'd be sweet. That's I want to hear Chris Evans playing Cards Against Humanity getting real dirty. <laughs> I want to hear Captain America saying some bad, bad things. Good Lord. <laughs> trying to get Chuck's getting dirty with Captain America. Ooh, what a, what a lucky guy. That is America's ass he's got on the wall there. That's there for true. a reason. <laughs> Dirty with the captain. Yeah, I'd be like, come on, flex those. Well, well there we go. Thank you, Al, for the uh, title of this week's episode, Dirty with the Captain. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a short break. There's some more movie news that I'm sure James is going to be super excited about if he hasn't already heard about it. And like I said, we got a whole bunch of video games to talk about next on Nerd Radio. Hey, this is David Howard Thornton. You might know me as Art the Clown from the movie Terrifier, and you're listening to Nerd Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Radio on the podcast page, WRAF.com, as well as in Boston. Rock929rocks.com. And uh, when we are not quarantined and broadcasting from home, we are in the Checkpoint XP studios. James, where can they find that? You can find the streams uh, Wednesday afternoons around 1130. I guess maybe that's morning, but that's over at Checkpoint at oh, twitch.tv slash Checkpoint xp so uh we were talking about star wars and movies and all all that kind of stuff some other movie news that happened monday which i felt like was really crappy because let the star wars fans have their day damn it Mm -hmm. Um, hey real quick i think it's really super shady that you know uh, chuck is mirroring his screen to us and all of a sudden it says stream paused what are you looking at chuck all of a sudden you're you've got something to hide all of a sudden yeah i don't know It says it paused, but I don't. I, I just looking at. Uh, oh, there it time. is. <laughs> Transformers. <Yeah. laughs> right. All right. Well, it got shady for a minute there. Yeah, well, see. It, let's read those tabs. <laughs> let's see those tabs. <laughs> Show us your tabs. Optimist blowjob. What? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not hurting anybody. Everybody's into something, right? Uh, yeah, that's fine. We're good. We're good. You know, maybe you don't show that on on the Discord screen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Leave it to our imaginations. So uh, so Sylvester Stallone said they're working on another uh, demolition man. Another demolition man. Yeah, because we all wanted that. We're all clamoring for that demolition man. I had no idea that there was a Demolition Man fan base that right. had been waiting this long for another Demolition Man. Right. I think Sylvester Stallone's been hit in the face a couple too many times filming those Rocky movies. Yeah. He's just making it up. He thinks that there's a demand for this movie. <laughs> yeah. And people are probably like, let's cash in on more nostalgia. Everybody just coughing up cash for nostalgia. Yeah. Let's go back to that one. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, though. They redid Judge Dredd. So he's like, F that. I'm going to make a sequel to Demolition Man before they go and redo that one, too. 
Uh, but you're right. He's like, we got to get on the ground floor. We got to get on the ground floor. We can't be late. Right. We can't be second to this party. Right. Wasn't Demolition Man Wesley really Snipes out. with him? Yeah. 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 A blonde Wesley Snipes. That's right. Yeah. I believe this is Taco Bell, like rule the world or something, or is that idiocracy? No, no, that was Demolition <laughs> Man. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Well, is she coming back? Did they say who anybody from the original cast is returning or anything like that? The only information I had is that uh, he said in an Instagram Q&A that the wheels are in motion for a Demolition Man sequel. Okay. This was kind of bittersweet. And you guys know that I've been waiting for this New Mutants movie forever. Yes. But Monday on on Amazon and on another service, the pre-order went up for it. And within uh, 24 hours, the pre-order was taken back down. So when the pre-order went up, everybody on Twitter was like, oh, man, it's going to get released to video, direct to video. You know, we're finally going to get to see this stupid movie we've been waiting for four years for. Mm-hmm. And then a day later, the pre-order disappeared again. Hmm. Like somebody, somebody scheduled it and forgot about it. And then it went up and they went, oh, no, no, that can't happen yet. Oh, oh so it's just like a, a mistake. I thought maybe they were like, okay, we'll do it straight to, to digital services. And then when everybody was clamoring that they don't want it just straight to digital, they're like, ah, okay, well, there's a demand. Take it out. We'll hold on to it and we'll put it in theaters. I certainly hope not, because that would be even meaner. <laughs> Were they going to go video on demand, or was this the first inkling that it was going to go straight to on demand? This was the first, because uh, okay. when all the movies got pulled, because that was supposed to be uh, like, what, the beginning of April or something like that. So when all the theaters shut down, they're like, yeah, we're going to hold on to all the movies and see how this works. And we talked last week about how Trolls did so well in video on demand. So I, I think that everyone's kind of looking at that. Yeah. But... Uh, I, I think it really comes down to they expected it to be in theaters in April and be out of theaters yeah. by now. And well, they're I, like, I do think trolls would have done maybe better if it had gone in theaters, though. But also, I think you're a little safer releasing a family movie. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Especially right now. That's what I mean. Like right now during this situation, I really do feel like you're more likely to be like, oh, my God, these kids are driving me nuts. There's a new trolls movie. Sit down and shut up. Yeah. yeah, and you and then you, you listen to that Justin Timberlake singing a song. Yeah, I don't even know. If, I don't even know if he's in in the movie this time around, but now he was in the last one. Well, this is news that I was absolutely uh, excited about over the weekend. The Transformers are coming back to our movie screens. They've announced that the next live action Transformers movie is taking place June twenty fourth of two thousand and twenty two, and uh, they also announced that they're doing an animated prequel directed by one of the guys that worked on Toy Story four. And uh, written by the guys who wrote the Ant-Man scripts. Okay. Oh, wow. So I, I think you guys might remember when I saw the Bumblebee movie, the first like five minutes are all CGI on Cybertron. And I was like, give me that movie. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. For like an hour and a half. You think that's what you I got coming up? Oh, yeah. Good for you. That's good. So that'll be great. Movie. Hopefully it won't be like New Mutants that get delayed for four years. But. <laughs> Poor Chuck. No. Uh, you know, this whole thing is Chuck's yeah, fault. For, forward to out of quarantine. Well, this is the thing. This, this whole thing was Chuck's fault for looking forward to his birthday weekend because yeah, there's so many things to look forward to, and then everything went to hell. Yeah, that's the only way everything could get ruined was for this to happen. That was the only way. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, the only way that we could cancel wrestling, movies, and comic books all at once. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of wrestling, this week is the uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I'm sure, uh, James, you're I will be watching the crap out of that. Yeah, I'm ex- like, I'm just excited for the Money in the Bank matches being in the WWE headquarters. Uh, I love the idea of the ring and a ladder on the roof of the building. 
Um, what are they going to show you? What kind of behind the scenes stuff are you going to see from their headquarters? Uh, you know, how is that all going to be involved in the matches, beating the crap out of each other with office chairs and yeah, printers? They, they and, essentially turn it into a video game level this year. Instead of just yeah. having a ladder match in a ring, they're going to start on the ground floor of WWE headquarters and go throughout the entire pay-per-view like the old uh, hardcore matches used to and probably yeah. uh, and end up on the roof where a ring and ladders and the briefcases are hanging above the ring. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a, it's a cool spin. It's the most excited I've been for wrestling in a while since the quarantine started. So I think sure. they nailed it with this concept. Um, and it's just uh, like, is each wrestler going to start on a different floor? And they have to, uh, oh, I don't know. I guess they all have to start on the ground floor. But are you just going to follow certain wrestlers around? It just is interesting how it's all going to like come to fruition. Because you've never seen, you've never seen this before, I feel like. You've never seen a match like this in the WWE is the first time. So it's exciting. And you know, somebody's got to get like, somebody has to play with the idea of throwing another man off the building and murdering them. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, I think they even alluded to that on raw like last week or two weeks ago. I forgot who it was, but they were like, yeah, I think AJ Styles, right off the roof. It's AJ Styles said something about throwing somebody off the roof. And I could just picture like Ray Mysterio hanging by his fingertips to the roof while AJ Styles yeah. stomping on him. I'm sure they'll do it safely. They're not actually going to murder a man, but I can't oh, wait yeah, for, yeah, for that. Yeah, that. Wrestling's killed before. It has. Thank you, Al. <laughs> God, I'm trying to run a fun show here. You guys can get down a dark alley. <laughs> All listen, aboard the Dark Avenue Express. Woo. Listen, it's pandemic radio here, all right? So it's going to be dark. Let's talk about the movie The Crow. Man, what a good comic book movie that is and everything. Oh, yeah. Remember when Brandon Lee got shot? Mm, sure remember do. That wasn't a, a blank in the gun. Whoops. Yeah. Jesus. He's dead. Hellback <laughs> with the death watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah let, me, let me check in on my MASH actors real quick here. Make sure they're all with us. Well, now he's just going to update us on people that have died in the past just for no reason. You know, like the guy from The Crow. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to you go guys, the Kurt Cobain's still uh, dead. I'm going to have to oh go into the post-production and put that people who died music bed under him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in memoriam. Yeah. Well, somebody who is not dead but is from a movie back in 1990 is Judith Hogue, who played April O'Neil in the original 90s Teenage You better hope she doesn't film. die between now and releasing this episode, Chuck. I certainly hope not, because she is going to be hosting a watch along, a pizza party online. Yeah, with the original if she survives, she will. They're calling it World Turtle Day. And uh, it's you're going to have to. I'm, I'm excited to see the original cast. I'm excited to see the people who are voicing the turtles. I'm excited to see Elias Cotez, who was Casey Jones. I think this is going to be awesome. Sounds cool. A lot of nostalgia there. I think it'd be funny if they're just like, yeah, the original cast, but all the dudes are just in the drill costumes. I would love that. It's just April O'Neil and then four dudes in turtle costumes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, man. That would be keeping kayfabe alive right there. Mm-hmm. Turtles are real. Yeah. Splinter shows up, but he's all gray. He's like a white, <laughs> he's like a white rat now. Well, there's a couple of things uh, during this quarantine that I, I put over on our website, over on WRAF.com. One of them was last weekend. I know neither you neither you guys are big anime fans, but one of my favorite anime of all time was Cowboy Bebop. And oh, yeah. the, the music for Cowboy Bebop 
was done by a band called the Seatbelts, and they got all the members of the Seatbelts to record their parts of what was essentially the theme song to the uh, to the show. What was the end credit song and do a cool video with some of the voice actors from the show. And it is awesome. If you're a Cowboy Bebop fan at all, it will give you the feels. That's cool. That was the one you brought the DVD in for me, Cowboy Bebop. I did. I think you just gave it back to me. I don't think you ever even watched it. I watched about three minutes of it. I don't know. Like I said before, anime is just something I don't connect with. And is it like, so is this like a show? Is it a series or is it like one long movie? It's a 26-episode season. It's one season uh, of a TV show. It's essentially a space western. So if you're a Star Wars fan or a fan of Firefly, the Joss Whedon show, that was how it was introduced to me. And uh, how many of these sexy anime character girls are there with the little miniskirts and big guns there is, there is one she was breasts oh, only one okay yeah there is one may uh main character called faye valentine i'll see if i can pull up a, a photo of her for you so you can see this because i mean i thought i assumed it was bigger than just a 26 episode like series like one season because that name is like synonymous you always hear about cowboy bebop it's always talked about and it's probably one of the most familiar names i am with uh, anime well only one chick like that huh i assumed it'd be like yeah six chicks like that exploring space nope nope it's uh like i said it's i think part of the allure is the fact that it happened for one season it, it was at the time in 2000 it was the beginnings of using cgi in animation so the animation was really high notch the music was amazing but that was something i this is the weirdest crowd to ask this question for but while i'm listening to the song a song that i've heard a million times but haven't heard in a while i started to get kind of emotional and I'm wondering if either of you guys have like a movie or an episode of a TV show like that's happened during Doctor Who for me before. There's certain episodes of Doctor Who. Where I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, I think the most emotional I ever got watching a movie was that goddamn dog movie, Marley and Me. Oh, man. For those puppies. <laughs> no, I've never seen that movie because I knew going into it. If I were to watch it, how it's going to end? So I was like, "There's no point." No, I didn't even make it to the end. I don't like going to the movies to to get sad. Yeah, but I I didn't make it to the end. I sort of like figured out, like, "Oh, I know how this movie is going to end." Oh my god! And I hugged my dog at the time. (laughs) Oh man! But I think for me, I don't know. It's like a lot of dad stuff. So like uh, the Rise of Skywalker, when Kylo and Han Solo, uh, that one scene at the. You know, he doesn't even I didn't even catch that. Like that was like an I love you scene until I saw it for the second time. I was like, oh, I completely missed that. Mm. Um, But one that chokes me up every single time I see it is another dad thing. It's uh, that 70s show with uh, Red and what's his face? Topher Grace's character. Foreman. He's leaving to go to Africa. And he actually. Yeah. Foreman. When he actually is like they have like a moment where he's like he admits he's proud of him or whatever. And I was like, oh, dude, that's. I don't know, it's just weird because it reminded me when I moved out of state and I guess it gets me choked up every time. Hmm. Just trying to make you cry on the podcast. That's all good. This is like the darkest episode we've done since Caligula. <laughs> That's entirely possible. <laughs> well, uh, another thing, another thing that I noticed over the weekend that I put over on WRF.com is a sneeze. No. Fantastic. I hope it's not COVID-19. I was going to say, did you just get droplets all over your cat? Is the cat Okay. The cat is fine. The cat is sleeping about <laughs> six feet away. Covered the in droplets. Social distancing. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, the original voice actor for Solid Snake from the Metal Gear series, David Hayter, 
reprised the role for a video. It's about uh, two or three minutes long where he gives some uh, COVID-19 survival tips, which I didn't think of. But in the original Metal Gear, there was actually a airborne disease that was killing the original members of his squad, which is an interesting uh, mesh of it. But it's really cool to hear. And you can check it out over on WRAF.com. It's pretty great. Are these are new lines that he's cut. If they didn't just take old stuff yeah. that he said from the old video game, like, listen you know, to Solid Snake. No, it's an absolutely new video where he tells you, you know, all the stuff you've heard before, social distancing, wash your hands, uh, wear your PPE when you're out in public and that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's, it's funny because David Hayter is the voice of Solid Snake up to the last one where they got some famous actor whose name escapes me in the moment because he's famous. So, of course, I don't remember who it is. Not famous enough. Not, yeah. <laughs> Keep trying. But, but they got almost him. got him. Almost got him. <laughs> they got David Hayter to be Solid Snake, but the guy he's talking to, the uh, the Colonel, they didn't get the original voice actor. So it's like somebody doing a really goofy voice for the Colonel that he's talking to over hmm. the, uh, hmm. the radio. Also, with uh, comic book stores open up, I do have a comic book recommendation. Most of them are doing curbside pickup service. And I wanted to throw this out there because this is a little bit old, but there's a series uh, that was going on before quarantine called Savage Avengers, which is like Doctor Strange, the Punisher, Electra, Wolverine and Conan the Barbarian. And they did a, a zero issue, which I'll show you the cover for right here. That is it was a four ninety nine issue. And it I, I picked it up because it had tie ins to my X-Men books. But it is a reprint of a couple issues of Uncanny X-Men from uh, back in the 80s when Conan the Barbarian was originally licensed to uh, Marvel Comics, where the bad guy for that, his book, Cool and Gath, a sorcerer, completely Mm -hmm. turns Manhattan into a sword and sorcery area, including all the superheroes that are in it. Oh, cool. The the Avengers and the X-Men had to team up as like barbarians and warriors and clerics and stuff and take on Cool and Gath. That's kind of a cool, cool twist. Yeah, Spider-Man is the only one that knows they're not supposed to be in a sword and sorcery era. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to convince them while, you know, Captain America and and Cyclops and Storm are all talking like Thor, like Shakespearean stuff. (laughs) Nice. It's a a cool pair of issues. It's the first issues I ever bought of the classic X-Men series. I remember picking them up and going like, I don't know what's going on here, but it looks awesome. Mm. So it's neat that they decided to reprint it, you know, as part of the Savage Avengers series, which is also dealing with Cool and Gath and Conan. It's crazy that Conan the Barbarian crosses in that universe because I just always think of him as not related to any kind of Marvel, X-Men, anything. It's always been really weird when Marvel gets its hands on a license and then will somehow incorporate it into the Marvel Universe. Like one of my first comics was the Transformers books that Marvel was doing. And in the third issue, Spider-Man shows up of course. and fights Megatron. Was that any good? Do you recall? I mean, I was a kid and I was hype about it, so I thought it was great. Yeah. But, you know, in retrospect, it's probably not the best. They <laughs> They used to have licensed the Godzilla. Godzilla used to be canon in the Marvel Universe. I oh love that. Goodness. That's so cool. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Godzilla versus the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was an issue of uh, Marvel team-up where Red Sonja switched places with Mary Jane Watson. Okay. Like I said, it's always strange. When are they going to start working that? Star Wars into the, like, the established Marvel Universe? Right. Yeah. Yeah. When's, when's Luke Skywalker going to show up in an yeah. issue of Doctor Strange? Right. All right. Well, I've delayed long enough. We're going to take a short break, and then we're coming back. we got some video game news to get to, 
And uh, that'll do it for this week's Nerd Radio. So stick around. It's Wednesday night. Time for Nerd Radio. And welcome back to Nerd Radio on your social media, Nerd Radio 101 on the podcast page at WRIF.com and wherever you're getting your podcast as part of the B-Pod Studios Network. My name is Chuck Bean, joined as always by James and Al Beck for another week of Nerd Radio. And when we're not doing this, well, at least me and James are playing video games. Al's not doing <laughs> Yeah, Al, you, you boomer. You're too busy watching the Bob Newhart show and eating oatmeal. Oh, yeah, I do. I do love me some Bob Newhart and oatmeal. Gotta tell you. I... Are you a Bob Newhart fan? I had no uh, idea. Yeah, I love Bob Newhart. I remember growing up and like I was big into Cheers. And I thought Night Court was cool. And I remember seeing that Bob Newhart had a show, but I never got the appeal. Really? I just I really like his dry humor. He's so dry. I don't know. I think it's I think it's great. I've never seen the other one. He did two. There was the Bob Newhart show where he uh, is a psychologist. Uh, that's on Hulu. Uh, and then they've got Newhart. Uh, that's like the one he did in the eighties and he like owns a, uh, like a lodge or something in new England. And I've never seen that one, but, uh, the, the one we're set in Chicago is a psychologist. I think it's a good show, but I don't know. Like I said, it's on Hulu. If someone wants to check it out. Well, if you were busy watching Bob Newhart, then I'm sure you weren't playing final fantasy seven. No, no. And you know what? It's funny. I turned it on and I played <laughs> it for like five minutes and then I was like, ah, I'm gonna do something else. However, I have been watching lock and key. Oh, hey, that's cool. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's great. And I it's it's funny because it's it's got a little little bit of a horror genre feel to it. You know, it is a Joe Hill uh comic and everything, but it seems almost like like a little more accessible to a younger audience. It's like, you know, instead of an R-rated horror movie, it's like a PG thirteen, if that makes any sense. It's like it's not too intense. It was it's not a goosebumps, but it's not a Stephen King right yeah it's somewhere in the middle sort of but uh yeah it's it's probably horror horror wise it's along the same lines of uh, uh what was it um scary stories to tell in the dark yeah, stories. yeah. something like that yeah. um but i think it's the thing that how keeps, far into it are you al uh, i'm almost through the first season so uh okay. i'm like eight episodes in i think it's a 10 episode season so i'm almost done with the first season uh but i think it's good i think it's worth watching i think it's a good representation of the comic I think it's, you know, all the actors are good. Uh, the one who plays Rendell, the father, though, I swear to God, he looks like Keanu Reeves to me and even sounds a little bit like him. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. It's, it's been driving me nuts. I'm like, I'm seriously watching. I'm like, that's not Keanu Reeves, but I have to go to IMDb to make sure that's not Keanu Reeves because he looks so much like him. I don't know. But uh, no, I thought it was good. I really like it. He's who you get when Keanu is busy. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> he loves yeah, looks like he could. He, brand Keanu. Yeah, he could. He could pass for like Keanu's stunt double or something like that in a movie. Although Keanu doesn't sure. need it. Keanu doesn't need a double. Dude, which wow. keys would you like to get your hands on? Because I tell you right now, I love to get that ghost key, and I'd love to get that that head key and go inside my head and see what's all is real real effed up in there. <laughs> I will not participate in that field trip. <laughs> that's going to be a blast. Dongers and hunks galore. <laughs> Dongers the world of galore. cheesy gordita crunches. You got to ride. You got to ride like a unicorn to a cheesy gordita crunch island now, to talk we, to John Cena's dong. Are we sure we don't want that to be the title? Dongers and hunks galore. <laughs> 
could also be a good porno. Um, honestly, out of the the keys, the head key is probably the one. Mostly because I'm so lazy and I love uh, what Tyler does, where he just tosses the book in there and suddenly he knows it. I would love to be able to do that. Just oh, dude, spend. yeah, it was some cool stuff. Some cool things you can do with those keys. Yeah. So um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I knew I would. I knew I needed to get to it. I did read the comics eventually. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> But uh, yeah, when when me and Amy watched it, she had said that if she was going to get a tattoo, you know, above, you know, not a face tattoo, but something, you know, along the neck or something, she would get the keyhole in the back. That's cool. That's a cool idea. That's neat. But yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. So I'm kind of like working my way through some of the shows that I've been meaning to get to. So I'm trying to knock out some of the ones that are only a season in so far. So that's one of them. Go ahead. As someone who started Seinfeld months ago, I've been doing the same thing when I cannot sleep. I'm like, well, if I'm not going to fall asleep and I don't want to play Final Fantasy, then I'm just going to sit here with Animal Crossing and Seinfeld yeah. until I get sleepy. Yeah. Um, Man, I wish I had the problem not being able to fall asleep. I think it was it you and I that had this conversation earlier, Al, or is it? Jason yeah, we were I? just talking about that. Like you wake up uh, in the middle of the night or whatever, you go into bed yeah. or you're falling asleep on the couch. Yeah. And you could sleep soundly on the couch, but then you get up and you go to bed and you're like, now I'm wide awake, ready to do, let's play some games. Let's yeah. Do cartwheels. Yep. Yep. Well, speaking of games, I know over the weekend, James, you uh, got your hands on Streets of Rage 4, and I've been waiting to hear what you thought. Dude, it's so good. I love it. I've, it's awesome. It takes me straight back. To growing up uh, at my breast at my breast friends at my best friend's house in his basement, you guys are my breast the crap friends. Out of that game, yeah, we're all breast friends. Breast friends. I forgot we're not recording, so I flashed you for no reason. But uh, yeah, man, it took me right back to being a kid, hanging out in my best friend's basement where we we played the game nonstop. We we take breaks to watch scrambled porn and get some snacks, and then get right back into it. Scrambled porn and snacks. That's got to be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one that's absolutely a good thank one. you but yeah dude i think it's awesome like the game stays true to the original game it's set up the same way um a lot a lot of the characters from the the past games are back axel blaze um and it's it's just like it's got a new coat of paint but some of the sound effects are the same when you eat food off the ground uh, that's the same some of the, the there's a, a part in there that really took me back where you can beat up a car make the car blow up um oh nice yeah, there's I, some I, the, really I cool watched stuff the trailer. There. I haven't played it, but I watched the trailer, and it looks like the um, the graphics are more animation style. It looks more like a cartoon. Yeah, it looks like almost like an anime cartoon that you're that you're you're playing. Um, there's tricks in there. You can go back and play, uh, fight some of the retro bosses from past games if you know the tricks, which I learned a couple of them. Um, and the soundtrack is phenomenal. The music is great. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm real happy that they went with some of the original sounds, like the the death sound that uh, the main character makes is still in there. Hmm. Yeah, dude, if you have the 25 bucks to pick it up, I highly recommend checking it out if you have any kind of connection to it in the past. But uh, it's a blast. You can co-op online. So if either of you guys want to pick it up and you want to do a, a Twitch stream, you can co-op from Streets of Rage. Online or is it strictly couch? It is online, but it's only two player online, up to four players on the couch nice nice so yeah if you want to really get that experience you all got to be in the same room but that's cool that they do have an online because there's been a couple of games on my playstation that i love playing uh with two or three or four people but you have to play on the couch you can't play yeah. It online yeah that's a bummer and it's hard man the game is tough 
my my fingers hurt from playing it for like two hours straight, and all I could do is get to the boss at the second stage and die every time. Dang. Yeah, like so you need that help. You need an extra person in there to help help you kick some ass. Well, I didn't uh, have the twenty five dollars for that, but I did get my nostalgia fix over the weekend because. I don't know if either of you are familiar with the Neo Geo Pocket. Mm. It was a machine Sounds that SNK had made around the time that the Game Boy Color was a thing. So there wasn't any other portable machine on the market. And SNK made the Neo Geo back around the Super Nintendo days. They were responsible for like the King of Fighters series, Samurai Showdown, uh, Metal Slug and stuff. But they decided to dip their toe into the portable um, market with this Neo Geo Pocket, which was fully colored. It had really cool graphics. The big selling game on it was called Match of the Millennium. It was Street Fighter versus King of Fighters. So you had Ryu and then you had King of Fighters characters, who I don't remember because I wasn't an SNK fan. Um, They released a game that used to be on the Neo Geo Pocket for the Nintendo Switch for about eight bucks. It's called Gals Fighters. And some of the innovations they made to emulate a Neo Geo Pocket game on the Switch are fascinating. And I bought it not because I'm a fan of that game, but because I want other games from the Neo Geo Pocket on my sure. Switch for that, at that price point. One of, the, uh, one of the cool things about the Neo Geo Pocket back in the day was it's probably the first system that had a sleep mode because it had a watch battery in it. So whatever game you were playing, when you turned it off, when you turn it back on, it was right where you left it. That's cool. Oh, wow. That's one of the things really I like cool. about the current, uh, you know, PlayStation 4 is that I can, in the middle of the game, just put it to sleep and walk away. Yeah, and they emulated that by uh, what, wherever the game is when you turn the app off, when you turn it back on, that's where the game still is. That's cool. Which is that really is neat. neat. The screen, because the screen on the Neo Geo Pocket was even smaller pixel-wise than the original Game Boy screen, so you can zoom it in to make it full size on the Switch screen, or... It has the uh, the Neo Geo Pocket as a you know a skin that goes that covers where the screen isn't, and it it has all the different colors of it that you could have like the clear yellow one or the one that had blue camo on it cover the sides of the screen where That's the cool. game isn't. And the thing that blew me away the most is that because it was back in the Game Boy days, in order to play multiplayer, you had to get a link cable. Yeah, just yeah, like the cable you had to connect. Yeah, right. Well, if you're playing on the Switch. You can play two-player on your television, and it'll just show the one screen. But if you play it on the Switch and you've got your Switch off the dock, it will maneuver the screen. Like, I've got my Switch in front of me, but I don't have the game up. So usually when you play on the Switch, you're playing with it long ways. Mm -hmm. It will make it so that there are two Neo Geo pockets, and you have to play it this way. You have to play it tall. And one person uses the top and one person. Oh, but well, you're the each holding it. That's interesting. Yeah. Like one of those uh, arcade cabinets that you would sit down at. In, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But cool. I, was, I was blown away at the, the amount of like the ways they figured out how to put that in there. My favorite game on there was a card game based on this at Capcom SNK uh, fighting game. And man, if they can make that on the Switch, that's all I'll be playing for like months. They didn't just do Street Fighter and King of Fighters. They had like ghouls and ghost character cards. They had Mega Man cards. They had cards from Metal Slug. It was hilariously fun. That's oh, cool. cool. Well, I hope it makes it to your system so you can play it. Yeah, I'm. I'm you, should like tweet said, them. you should let them know what you what your demands are. <laughs> demands. Yeah. Go on Twitter. <laughs> Be like, I want this thing. <laughs> Use social media to your advantage. 
And uh, one last thing before we go, I wanted to tell you about James, because I know you stream Rum Royale and you've had some major problems over the last couple of months. Every weekend, they'll introduce a new mode and take away one yeah. of your favorite modes to do it. Yeah, Rocket every, every Friday. Rocket League's doing it now, too? Is doing it right. Every weekend, Rocket League is introducing a new mode, but they're not taking any of your old modes away. They're just saying, hey, try this. We took two modes and smashed them together. So try it out and see how it works. So there's- Over the weekend, they had a mode called Drop Shot Rumble, which is two different versions. Drop Shot Rocket League, instead of having nets, when you touch the ball, it is your team's color and it will bounce off the floor. And once it bounces off the floor in the same spot enough times, it will drop through the floor and that's how you get points. Hmm. Rumble is a version with a whole bunch of... Uh, power-ups like you can get a bunch of porcupine spikes on your car so that when you touch the ball it'll attach to your car instead of bouncing off it so you can carry it someplace yep and also you can get like a chain that you can attach to the ball and then whip it around like a ball and chain and they took those and smashed them together so you could play them in rocket league i don't think that's what this weekend's is but i thought it was super cool to see that they were doing it the way realm royale should be doing it yeah, I mean, it's no fun. Like, if you, you want to play the game a certain way, you're used to certain rules, and they do these limited-time events. Granted, it's only the weekend, but that's, like, when I would have the most free time to sit down and play the game. So if they might change a solo mode where they restrict certain areas on the map, you have to drop into this area, and then they'll make you use certain weapons, so they'll make it to where only certain weapons spawn in there. It's just, like, if it's not a fun mode, nobody wants to play it, you got to give us access to the original mode, too, but... I think what they claim is they don't have the server space for all the different modes. And I feel like if that's the case, don't don't toy with it. Just forget your limited time events and just let us play like normal. Give us a few different skins to buy or something. Well, I didn't tell you about Rocket League to kind of rub it in your face that your favorite game doesn't do it. But I did want to let you know that other games do understand what you've been saying on your stream. That like, yeah, don't. Don't mess with what works. And if you're going to add yeah. something, then add it. Don't take something else away. That Rocket yeah. League thing just sounds like more ways my nephew can whoop my ass in video games because that was the that was his favorite one to, to humiliate me with was Rocket League. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he'll beat your ass the normal way. Then he'll beat your ass again with the, the new added yeah. demo versions. Yeah with, yeah, with Rumble mode. Yeah, that was also sure. the game that we were playing when I was beating him and he went and shut the goddamn console off on me. <laughs> oh, he's a sore loser too. He's a sore he loser. To keep his record. That's all I got for you guys this week for Nerd Radio. Uh, unless Al, James, unless you've got something else you want to talk no, I about, nothing. I think we're done here. Got nothing. I got nothing as well. I think you covered all the bases. All right. Well, thank you guys for putting up with me for an hour while I talk about all these things that I'm interested in, including the New Mutants movie, which I'm never going to get to see. <laughs> Poor Chuck. <laughs> Hold on to hope, Chuck. And thank you guys at home for downloading the podcast. Make sure you rate and review us wherever you get in your podcast. And make sure you're interacting with us on social media at Nerd Radio 101. And make sure you go on Facebook and check out the unofficial Nerd Radio page, uh, the the group where we're sharing a whole bunch of fun stuff as yeah. well. We'll we should see if we can get some uh, we should see if we should could get some correspondence from people that we can read on the show. You know, if someone wants to reach out to us or something, hit us up on our social media. Or do we I don't know, do we still have the email? Do we check the email? <laughs> <laughs> I checked the email. Do we? What, what's the email? Uh, at Nerd Radio 101. Uh, the email, though. The, is it nerd- oh, Nerd Radio 101 at gmail.com. Okay, I'm gotcha. So, anyway, yeah, if someone wants uh, so you know, a, a, offer up a topic or something, reach out to us. 
Yes, absolutely. All right, we're out of here. Have yourself a great week. Be safe. Be kind to each other. Make sure you join us next week for more Nerd Radio. I'm in a difficult situation here. I mean, after all, you're nerds. Go nerds! Have a great weekend. See you later, nerds. I have spoken. You look so sleepy, James. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guess we just got a Keurig. Maybe I have to go make a coffee. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Marijuana and coffee. Up all night. Yeah, I yeah. gotta ride, and otherwise I just gotta ride the wave. It's gonna be a super non-entertaining Wild Bunga Wednesday. Hey guys, welcome to Wild Bunga Wednesday. <laughs> How hilarious would it be if you fell to... in the middle of Wild Bunga Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm like in, I'm in the gulag and fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Start drooling. We're holed up in a building somewhere while like somebody is you know getting a a contract, and you just pass out. <laughs> yeah, oh. Yeah, I love that, especially with a title like Wawabunka Wednesday. Pass out. Yeah. <laughs> Wawabunka Wednesday is going to yeah. get started. We're going to drop into the war zone. We got Jason the Jew. We got Chuck Bean. And we got a uh, Manfong Mafia member. <laughs> That's how we so anyway, we're, we're in his headset. All right. going, Wawabunka! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey. Chuck Bean, say hi and let everybody know where they can find you online. Uh, it's, it's Nerd Radio. It's, uh, it's, uh, James Wildbunga. <laughs> oh, cow. Man, I am. Ooh, super sleepy. Jeez, oh, Pete's. I think, I think somebody spiked my marijuana with a little bit of whatever that sleepy medication is that you can buy over the counter. I forget what his what name is, but he did it. <laughs> Maybe it's some melatonin. Somebody crumbled up some melatonin in this. Oh. I don't know. I was like, where are you going for Unisom or something? Like, what the hell Yeah, I don't that? know. I'm trying to think of Nitol will help you get your Z's. I forget the name of the product. It's been, I was it's been no laced dose, with NyQuil. Like, no, that's to keep you awake. Yeah. It's like, no dose keeps you awake. And then I was going to say uh, Ambisol, but I'm like, that's tooth pain. Yeah. Um, Tenactin is for athlete's foot. Yeah. I'm like going through all these products. I'm like, I don't know the name of it. I, I yeah. give up. I was going to throw Ambien out there until you said you can buy over-the-counter. Yeah. No, I wanted to make sure I'm talking about over-the-counter medication being abused, not right. prescription drug abuse. Cool. Well. <laughs> the, legal, the legal form of drug abuse. Yes. Right. <laughs>